Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Joining us as always, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, Andrew Malcolm at AH Malcolm on the Twitters. Is Andrew, welcome back. Thank you. Same to you and, and everybody out there. And you and I were just talking about that we had nice Thanksgivings this yeah, year. Yeah, it was good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is hard to screw up unless you're sick. Uh, I I just I just love it. You know, it you look forward to it. It comes. It's wonderful. You eat a lot. There's football, and then it goes away, and you don't have the bills in January like Christmas. So, it's a it's a good holiday. No, we had the bills yesterday. Actually, they lost to the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The Christmas bills. The Christmas, yeah. yeah, the Christmas bills. Yeah. You don't have gifts, right? I mean, you don't usually bring a whole bunch of Thanksgiving gifts. No, bring no. And, and you're at home. At least I am. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, yeah. I'm at home. You know, my son's on the road. My sister's on the road because they're here. But. Um, oh, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it, Thanksgiving's a great holiday. We had a great time. And uh, did you it, uh, cook a turkey in your uh, Solaire? Not on the Solaire. I, I did it on my Traeger smoker. Um, oh, second, smoker. Second or third year in a row that I've done that. And it comes out great. How long uh, does it have to be in there? You know, it's three and a half hours. I think it may oh, be. That's hours. like an oven. Yeah, it's basically is what it is. It's an oven with a lot of smoke, which is usually the way I cook, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not usually intentional <laughs> how about you guys i'm sure you had turkey um, oh yeah yeah we have turkey and then uh, christmas is roast beef I, that's my gift to my wife because although i don't know you know we saw i forgot what kind of a cut it was but i was i tweeted it out uh we were at um public's uh, supermarket and there was a package of beef was 144 dollars yeah yeah bidenomics uh, in the beef department doesn't work bidenomics does not work and let me tell you something man i like cooking brisket and that's pretty damn expensive these days too i mean the turkey was the turkey wasn't i mean the turkey was actually very reasonable um trying to remember exactly what i spent on it but i mean if i bought brisket i mean it would have been three figures um at least i think it would have been three figures i didn't really price it out very much because i wasn't going to do it yeah. um but i want to do prime rib you know yeah. like the bone-in prime rib yeah. uh, if i can find it here um it's not a cut that they normally have wait a, wait a minute wait a minute you're telling me in it that in texas you can't find prime rib not i mean you can find it at the restaurants i went to i went to the grocery store and asked them for prime rib they didn't know what i was talking about and i finally had to look around they said well you know, it must be in the counter someplace. And they called it something else. It was oh, it was like, roast beef or something. Well, it wasn't roast beef, but it was some sort of something beef, right? It wasn't, but it wasn't called prime rib. Okay, well, uh, get on the get on the train here, Morrissey. You got to learn the lingo. I guess so. Got to figure out. I got to figure out the Texas translation for all my favorite cuts. But brisket, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that was going on this week um, in the news, too. Um, a lot of um, discussion of news coverage. And I know that you have a brand new VIP column up called the 2024 election is 2020 deja vu all over again, which, you know, I think is almost baked into the cake at this point. Let's start off talking about that. I mean, 
We're in. Well, we're in, there, we're in. well, yeah. My point was there was a twist to it, but there wasn't room in the head. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty yeah, long headline yeah. already. Yeah. Well, you know, at the moment, and I'm not making predictions. I don't do that anymore. But at the moment, it looks like it's uh, Trump and Biden again. But uh, according to the polls, well, you remember in 2020. When, when they polled Democrats, there was a majority who said they weren't really voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump. Right. And now it's the other way around. There's a lot of people uh, saying they're, they're really worried about now that it's nothing is baked yet, but they're really worried and uh, they're, they're likely to vote for Trump uh, because despite his erratic behavior, uh, the policies were good. The economy was good. Jobs were great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's the, you know, uh, grass is greener on the other side of the fence thing. And yeah. I, it's not very difficult to be, you know, incentivized to look on the other side of the fence because things are are not good. I mean, there was, there was something today, um, I think that was over at the Federalist where, you know, the, there were, the, the White House has been spending several days trying to explain how people are much better off economically than they were three years ago. Oh, right. And, and I mean, almost the definition of gaslighting, right? And oh, um, I think it was Jordan Boyd over at the Federalist was, was talking about how, you know, threadbare propaganda this was. And oh, yeah. it certainly doesn't comport with anyone's reality. Well, I mean, Salon did a story that I tweeted out today that um, was, um, yes, he's 81, but could you do all that he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> I said, three-day weeks. Well, you tweeted it. I said, three-day weeks, 40% yeah. uh, vacation, 400 grand, uh, a 747 at your beck and call, uh, and uh, uh, your relatives have to pay you 10% of their foreign earnings. Yeah, that's not a bad gig. I wouldn't mind having that. I wouldn't mind having that gig, especially because I know I could do a better job than the guy who's got it. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I, oh, and, and, in, and then the other thing was that uh, Biden says people are telling him what to do. So you really don't have to do anything. I mean, you just read your notes. You do what they say. You call on the people that you're supposed to call on. Yeah, and then uh, you stand there going. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> In fact, you probably you might even do it for three hundred and ninety grand. I, you know, I'll go down to three seventy five. Really, I'll go all the way down to three. Sure, why not? I'll go all the way down to three seventy five. Sounds good to me. Oh, um, oh yeah. and you have and you have armed chauffeurs. Yeah, and you've got uh, yeah, and you've got uh, a limousine. Anytime you want to go someplace. They take the limousine out along with about 18 other cars, jam traffic up for you. They stop traffic. <laughs> it's 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 even better than having a congressional license plate, which apparently is quite the deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you wherever in, you want with one of those things. In 1999, on a Saturday, uh, I was working on the Bush campaign and we went to New York. I think it was the radio broadcasters convention or something. Anyway, they had a huge radio role, and George W. Bush went there, and he went down the booths um, to all the radio guys. Uh, 
And to get there, or to get them back to LaGuardia, I guess, um, the Secret Service uh, closed down the, um, what's it called? The FDR Drive on the east side of, uh, of Manhattan. And so there were all these cars backed up. And uh, we, were, uh, we were on the press bus, and we said, well, we were going to put a sign on the outside that said Al Gore campaign. So, <laughs> so so everybody could be mad at him yeah yeah you know um that's gaslighting it that, that is definitely gaslighting uh so when you're looking at this you're looking at the sense of deja vu which you are actually you actually explain what deja vu means in french by the way which is not yes. uh just, yeah. is, is not like i thought it was some sort of hors uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> Could Already I have some more deja vus, please. Well, you know, it's really intriguing. I, it the the what is what do you call it? The event of a deja vu to me is fascinating. It always has been fascinating, and I finally looked it up a few years ago, and it's apparently an image in your brain goes to the memory place, but it goes on two paths, and one of them gets there a split second ahead of the other one. So when the second one arrives, it's told, oh, you already did this, even though it's a, like a nanosecond. Uh, and you think, oh, you know, I've been in this place, this exact same place, but it's impossible. I mean, I hadn't been in Thailand ever, but it happened. <laughs> interesting. You know, um, there was a uh, movie from almost 40 years ago called Top Secret, maybe the same guys that did Airplane, right? Oh, yeah. And and uh, it's a it's a spoof of old war films, which actually Airplane was too. Airplane was a spoof of a film called Zero Hour, which the Zucker brothers and Abr uh, Abrams actually bought the rights to, so they could basically use the script as the as the basis for all of their all of their jokes and um, you know spoofy plot stuff. Oh. Um, most people don't realize that that was actually an old war movie, and actually there's a lot of that movie that <laughs> survives into Airplane. Yeah. But um, their follow-up was something called Top Secret. And it was one of these, you know, uh, you know, throwback to these resistance movies. And it, Val Kilmer finds himself, you know, in the middle of the resistance in East Germany. And it's a French-led resistance because, you know, because <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't figure out quite how that worked out. But uh, one of the characters' name is Deja Vu. And he's introduced to Deja Vu. And the guy says, have we not met before, monsieur? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny movie if you've never seen it it's really good okay. um but uh, at any rate we're going to get a lot of that you know, deja vu because this is going to be i mean if things go along the way that they're looking it's going to end up being a rematch and i think the, the only thing that won't be deja vu is i don't think there'll be nearly as many votes cast because i think everybody's sick of both of these guys <laughs> yeah 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 it's um well, you know, uh, who was it? Was it? Oh, it was. Um, it was Axelrod, David Axelrod, who. Uh, yeah. I think it was Axelrod who said um, that he he feared that the Biden campaign was counting on uh, a Trump. Um, what do you call it? Kickback or uh, uh, on on the backlash. same. Huh? Backlash. A Trump backlash. Yeah, yeah a Trump Trump backlash. Um, and uh, he's not sure that that's there. When I, and I, I agree. I don't think David is a very smart guy. 
we were competing reporters together in um, in Chicago, uh, and I think he's I think he's onto something because um, with three years, and this was in the column, with three years of Trump being basically off of social media um, for those few that went on on his uh, social media, but uh, he the um, the rancor towards him, uh, I think, has diminished greatly. And compared to Biden, the memory of the successful Trump economy until the pandemic uh, has has kind of surged. And there's not a fondness, but there's a like, geez, times were pretty good then. Uh, and when you go through his policies, um, he was very successful with the policies. Now. Uh, there's no guarantee he'll do it again. And he seems kind of squishy on the abortion issue now. But um, uh, if if he's really come to Washington Post and the Hill had stories about um, him planning a, uh, an administration of revenge, uh, I think he could get away with, uh, with cleaning house, but I don't think people would buy revenge and he ought to stop talking about that if he wants to get reelected again. Yeah. His problem is going to be suburban women like it was in 2020. And I don't think that having Roger Stone going out there attacking Casey oh. and saying that you're the see you next Tuesday thing um, when, when referencing her, which everybody understands what that means is going to help that. I mean, to a certain extent, these guys are their own worst enemies. And yeah. they've, they've always been that. And it it blew up in their face, you know, three years ago. And they haven't learned they haven't learned their lesson. They're still out there doing the same things that uh basically scared off suburban women and and, and made themselves toxic with, yeah. with those people. And not just women. No. No, true, not just women, but you know. They they lost a significant amount of ground with oh, suburban yeah. between absolutely twenty twenty and, and it's not the way to get it back. I think suburban women are right for the picking for the GOP if you get the right message. They would be. <laughs> they would be. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how things fall out. But yeah, I, I guess I'm still hoping that it's not going to be either one of these two guys. <laughs> but yeah. you know, if it is, it is, and you know, you have to make a decision as to what you want to do with that. But um, I, I just can't believe you. You said this months ago that it wasn't going to be Biden, and I, I, I do. Huh? I didn't think it was. No. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I I came to agree with you. So this isn't crossfire, Ed. You ignorant <laughs> slut. Uh, <laughs> That I came to agree with you when you put everything down on 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 a piece of paper, the polling numbers. He's underwater on every single issue, um, except I guess coronavirus, but that's not relevant anymore. No, um, and he's deeply underwater in that New York Times um, swing state poll. Uh, Biden and DeSantis, I think, won four of the six states. Uh, Haley won all six and handily. Um, so, uh, you know, national polls showing them tied 
I don't I don't buy that because none of this stuff in the next year is going to be national. Well, I mean, until the campaign starts next summer. But um, uh, I I just everything is so bad for Biden and Democrats are so desperate to hold power. I just can't believe that that they're they're going to dodge avoiding an old man's feelings because he happens to be the incumbent i don't know what's so sacred about that they'll well, find they find some way to buy him off uh and whether there's a genuine uh, medical uh emergency or or whatever and um i mean this is one reason why uh gavin newsom is debating DeSantis now because he get, raised his profile well, DeSantis is doing it because he needs to get around yeah, that's right. the, 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 the um, RNC to try to, uh, to, to try to capture himself an image of a party leader. I understand why, I understand why both men are doing this. I actually think it's a good idea for both men. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it is. If they pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on how they execute. But um but at any rate, the you know, I just don't see. I just it's a it's a suicide mission in my mind, and um, I may be wrong, which makes you very wrong. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I just don't see that they're going to stick with him now. If he pulls out before the end of the year or immediately after, uh, and said, you know what, I'm just going to go live on my family's ten percent. Um, then the primaries, everybody can jump in wherever they want. Pritzker, Newsom, Shapiro, uh, Whitmer in, uh, in Michigan, they can, or whoever else wants to jump in, they can, and they can actually participate in most of the primaries. But if he does it into the primary season, uh, like he's going to get spanked, I believe in New Hampshire badly because he's not even on the ballot he's not on the ballot there yeah and that's the day before south carolina um i actually so, think that, i actually think that new hampshire is going to be uh, a non sequitur because he's not on the ballot yeah, if he was on the ballot be, and then took a meeting then that would be one thing but they yeah. can write it off and just say well we just didn't make it onto the ballot well, they can try to say that but it's it's not uh you know i'm not i'm not uh what I, I wasn't participating in that one, so it, it's bad. It's a bad look. It may not be uh, fatal, but it's a it's a bad look. South Carolina, you know, you probably do fairly well there. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, so here's here's the problem for Democrats. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I I, I didn't finish my thought. So oh, if he if he doesn't pull out until into the primaries then uh, it'll probably be decided by the delegates at the convention. And won't that be a Chicago <laughs> ex extravaganza? If they don't do anything before then, they're going to lose. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Trump's running or not. They'll still lose. It just, you know, there's no way to get around that. They're going to split the party. And the real reason why they probably can't do anything about this is because of Kamala Harris. Nobody wants to see her at the top of the ticket, and there's no way you could keep her from it if Joe Biden decided he wanted to retire. Um, but wait, there's more. Gavin Newsom, if Joe Biden steps out, Gavin Newsom runs 
and picks her. What as running mate? No way. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I'll tell you why. I mean, and this is perfectly rational is that the, he picked her to keep the progressives on board talking about diversity because she was going to be next. It doesn't matter what, what you think of her performance. She's still next with those, with those constituencies. And there's no way that they're going to stand by while another white dude <laughs> jumps up and, and takes her spot. Even if he carries her along with him, there's no way that that happens. Absolutely not. They can't do it. Um, and that's the reason why I think they got to drag Joe Biden to the, to the finish line and, and hope that. So he know, croaks, so he croaks during the campaign and, and then, she, so, she becomes then she's, up. she's the ticket and she picks. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, oh, great. Well, in that case, uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks. Bye. It's been fun being American. Um, <laughs> on another note, let's talk a little bit about the media coverage of what's going on in Israel, right? Because um, I think there's some room to discuss things uh, like having hired actual Hamas activists for reporters in Gaza and elsewhere. I mean, Israel is just charged a now a former NBC journalist uh, with working uh, working with Hamas and incitement to terrorism. Um, you have several news agencies that had hired people who were along for the ride on October 7th. And as it turns yeah. out, were not yeah. along for the ride simply because they heard something was going on and wanted to find out what it was. One of these guys was actually carrying a grenade. <laughs> Uh, you know, on the back of a motorcycle or a or yeah. you know, whatever it was, some sort of two-wheeled vehicle. I don't know if it was a scooter or if it was a, a motorcycle, but you can see it in the video that he had because these guys all had GoPros on. And um, there's so there's a whole ethical thing going on here. But even beyond that, I mean, the the coverage has been less than stellar you and i have talked about that in the past oh it's pathetic it's just pathetic yeah they just um they buy everything the um uh they buy the the stats the death the death tolls um the gaza ministry of health which is an arm of hamas i mean they're still doing it even though they got caught right i mean the ali hospital thing was the first week of the of the uh, of the right. war got exposed when the sun came up because apparently none of them could could wait to regurgitate what Hamas was telling them until after the sun came up they could see if the building was still standing and we're still getting that you get people who are reporting that uh, they're doing a prisoner exchange with Hamas which is nonsense these are kidnapped victims <laughs> they're hostages they're not prisoners you know. Israel certainly trading prisoners, people who went to trial were convicted, had an opportunity to defend themselves in court um, for crimes. There was the woman who was, well, they're trading this disfigured woman, this disfigured Palestinian woman, without mentioning the fact that she's disfigured because the bomb she was going to place went off in her hand (laughs) and blew her fingers off and, and damaged her face. And the Israelis provided her plastic surgery to fix what they could. 
um, I mean, it's things like this. I mean, just really, no, I don't, if it's the, yeah, I don't want to give the media any credit, but I, I can, they can't be that stupid. They have, it has to be malicious. I mean, what's the, what could possibly explain continuing it after the whistle was blown? You know, I mean, that's, it's a, that's a flag right there. And I guess maybe they're thinking that their, their credibility is in the crapper already. So what have they got to lose? Uh, because they got to please um, the people on their uh, left side. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, hey, I, I think that that's exactly what's going on here. They have chosen a side. And and that's the reason why they won't, they will only say, well, nobody can confirm what Israel's telling us. Well, just simply using blind quotes from Hamas sources about, you know, civilian. You can't deaths. confirm that either. Right. But I, you right. notice um, uh, the Israelis uh, had some, um, I don't know if they're soldiers or PR people or what, but they, they took uh, cameras on a tour of the basement of the hospital and showed uh, uh, a chair with uh, with rope where someone was tied and a baby bottle uh, and uh, uh, weapons and grenades. And then there was another time where they took a camera through the tunnels and showed the air conditioning and the toilet had a little alcove off the tunnel. I don't know where it goes. I mean, if you're 200 feet underground, where is the septic? <laughs> it's a good question actually i hadn't thought of that but uh, apparently they had some sort of a system down yeah there. yeah be dying down there um yeah i mean in this and this again i mean so so the the, the al shifa story is a really good example of this right yeah now people have known for at least nine years and longer than that really that Hamas uses the Al Shifa uh, hospital as, as a headquarters or to hide its headquarters, right? They knew it was in the lower levels and underground. There's reporting in the Washington Post that goes back to 2014 that talks about this, right? Mm. There's Tablet at the same time that year had written an extensive uh, article about how all these different reporters were going to Al Shifa to get to get interviews from Hamas because that's where the headquarters were and they weren't talking about it. Right. They refused to report on it. And because why? Because they wanted to preserve their their sources with a terrorist organization that's literally using human shields to protect themselves from the consequences of their own actions. Nine years later, even though everybody knows this, the media refuses to acknowledge it by saying, well, that's what Israelis say the Israelis didn't provide any any support for that. The Israelis didn't find any evidence of that. So the first day they go into Al Shifa, you know, the Israelis were still trying to, you know, go through the hospital and, and figure out where things were at and make sure it was secure so they could do more extensive stuff. And the very first day that they had all the news outlets said, "Oh, Israel goes into Al Shifa doesn't produce any evidence of Hamas headquarters." Now, nobody was going to do that on the first day. I don't care how good you are or how overwhelming your force is. It takes time to secure these places so that you can drill down. Several days later, as you said, this was, I think, last week. or It may have been a little bit longer ago than that. They finally start producing 
all this video, they go through a blast door, they see all these different places. It's very clear that this was a, a significant command center for Hamas, if not the main command center for Hamas, and nobody in the media is covering it. N nobody mentions it. I mean, to me, that that's, I mean, that's oh, that's old news. That's no, their election. Yeah, no, that's their election of their responsibility. And they have constitutional protections to be watchdogs. And they're just lapdogs. They're lapdogs. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. So that's part of the frustration that you see when we're talking, we're trying to have a reasonable debate as to what American involvement should be in this. And the other part of this is at the same time that, you know, October 7th was the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust on a single day since the Holocaust. It's also the worst terrorist attack on Americans since 9-11. Over 30 Americans died in that. And we and they are still holding some American hostages. One of them got out today. The little girl, a four-year-old little girl, Abigail Eden, I think her name is. But there's, they think that there's still eight or nine Americans being held hostage. And nobody's talking about this, right? Joe Biden sets up this, um, this hostage deal, takes credit for it, tells everybody this is it's because I'm looking out for Americans, doesn't even get a guarantee that Americans are going to be released as part of this. They, the White House was saying, well, we're hopeful that Americans will be released as part of this process. So what do you mean hopeful? You know, we have two aircraft carrier groups in the eastern mediterranean right now and special ops guys flying all over the place special ops guys why isn't america delivering a a response to the murder of dozens of americans in uh on october 7th by a terrorist group why are we negotiating with the people who did that why are we standing even if we don't want to do it why are we standing in the, in the way of israel who clearly wants to destroy these um this terrorist group now because they can't afford to let them stay there oh. and nobody in the media is talking about that either they didn't talk about the fact that joe biden left 14,000 americans in kabul and afghanistan when he bugged out in october of 2021 right he had to find out from the state department what was it two months later or three months later that it was 14,000? We knew that there was at least hundreds that were left behind. It turned out to be 14,000 that were left behind. And, no, and the media still and, is covering either one of these things. And he's still paying uh, billions of dollars to Iran as ransom. I mean, you can't say that the it's a, a, a calendar coincidence that $6 billion got freed for Iran when six westerners got released you know i mean that's just not possible the russians uh down uh, one of our drones in international airspace biden said nothing the chinese balloon flew over now you know the china people are paying the bidens but the chinese balloon flew over the united states and the excuse was uh, well, we can't shoot it down. It'll get destroyed, and we want to see what it is. Well, you shoot it down in the ocean, it gets destroyed. So what's the difference? There's no difference. Uh, it's it's a phony. That's gaslighting, too. And there's no outcry about that. Uh, the, the, the Chinese balloon is the size of two school buses. Imagine the balloon for that. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, it radioed all of its findings back to uh, Beijing before before um, before it got shot down. So uh, there really wasn't any point. It's out over the ocean now. What well, we shoot it down because well, I I downed it. Yeah, so what? I, the guy is just feckless, uh, and um, I know foreign policy doesn't typically play a major role in a presidential campaign, but I hope that blatant weakness like that um, gets taken into account by those who choose to vote. I hope so, too. I guess we'll find out um, soon enough. Uh, but that kind of brings us to the end of um, our <laughs> post-Thanksgiving grimness. Uh, what this what this podcast really needs is some jokes, and I'm not you, sure. If you, you go first. Uh, I um, I, uh, I I have some, and I have to find them. Well, I have a couple, so I'll okay, I'll go you, one. You go. go you go. All right. So and again, I get these from jokesoftheday.net. I get them from different sources, but today's are from jokesoftheday.net because they have some really funny ones. So this couple meets at a, in Myrtle Beach, right, on vacation, and they fall in love. And they're discussing at the end of the vacation how they're going to continue the relationship. And the man says, look, it's only fair to warn you, Linda. I am a golf nut. I eat, sleep, and breathe golf. And she says, well, since you're being so honest, I'll be honest too. Uh, you see, I'm a hooker. <laughs> I see, I see. And That's he says, funny you know, it's probably because you're not keeping your wrist straight when you hit the ball. <laughs> you had me completely, Edward. <laughs> oh, that's okay, a good well, one. Well, you're still looking around for this. I was on Instagram. Well, I, there's one that I uh, is an old one, but it, it's about golf. Where the guy is uh, goes out with his friends, three friends, and they're golfing, and uh, they're on the ninth hole, turning around, and um, all of a sudden, that one guy stops and puts his hat uh, over his heart and uh, looks out at the highway. And uh, everybody else gets quiet. And after a minute, he puts his hat back on and, and goes to uh, tee off. And they said, so what, what was that all about? And he said, well, my wife died. And after 30 years of marriage, it's the least I can do uh, <laughs> when the when she's going to the cemetery uh, <clears throat> so um let's see uh no not that one uh uh well uh this one uh, these are all old um uh that he says uh jimmy fallon said that uh, obama says americans need a leader who will awake every day and night, or I'm sorry, will 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 be awake and guarding them every day and night. Uh, then he said, "Until we find that guy, I'm still the best choice." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 let's see. Um, uh, so uh, there's another Fallon one. He said, a 92-year-old Florida woman married an 82-year-old man she met on Match.com. It's a, a cute story, but it turns out the woman lied on her profile. Uh, she said she was only 88. 
Yeah. Well, what the hell? All right. So here, here's another one for you. This uh, emergency line operator gets a call, and this guy saying, "You got to send me help. We're out in the woods. We were out. I was out hunting with my buddy, and he just fell over, and he's not breathing. He says, I think he's dead. And the operator says, All right, all right, calm, calm down, calm down. Look, I can help you, but first, make sure he's dead. So they're silent for a moment. And then he hears, then the operator hears a gunshot, and the guy picks up the phone again and says, Okay, now what? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 911. Please hold. Yeah, please hold. I got a PG thirteen one if you want if you want that. Sli sure, why not? Leaning it leaning into R. Okay, so the, um, this old cowboy is sitting at, at at a coffee shop bar, right? And this woman sits down next to him, and she says, "Are you a real cowboy?" And he goes, "Well, you know, I spent my whole life breaking colts, working cows, going to rodeos, fixing fences, you know, cleaning my barn, working on tractors. So yeah, I guess I'm a real cowboy." He says, "He says, how about how about you?" She says, "Well, no, I'm a lesbian." I spent my whole day thinking about naked women. As soon as I get up in the morning, I think about naked women. When I shower, I think about naked women. When I watch TV, I think about naked women. And it seems everything makes me think of naked women. So I'm a lesbian. So the two sat drinking their coffee in silence. And the guy sits down on the other side of the cowboy. And he looks over. He says, are you a real cowboy? And the guy says, well, I, I always thought I was, but it turns out I'm a lesbian. <laughs> All right. On that note, on that note, uh, uh, happy no. thank, happy post Thanksgiving. To yeah, our, yeah. Our we got to get into some. No, in, I lived in Montana for a long time, so we have to get in some time to North Dakota jokes. North Dakota jokes. That's what we need. Regional jokes. I got to look around here in Texas for Oklahoma jokes. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. That's fair enough. There you go. All Thanks, right. Ed. We'll see and you next the, week. The Prince of Twitter, the region of Red State. We will see you then, sir.